You've got to, in this case, partner up with somebody who believes what you believe. Because many of us have been robbed of a promise of God because of who we're hanging with. This is Treasure Truth with pastor and author James Ford Jr., senior pastor of Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller and glad that you've joined us today as we continue to look at Sarah and why she appears in Hebrews chapter 11 in that hall of faith and What a great reminder from Pastor Ford just a few moments ago that the people that we hang with, those that uh, are in our social circles, our family, our friends, co-workers, they do have an impact on us. They have an influence. And the question is, what kind of influence are they making on our lives? And a great reminder that we need to make sure that we are following after the Word of God. We're clinging to His truths. We surround ourselves with believers who can encourage us in that and make sure that we don't get robbed of that promise of God because of who we are hanging with. We're going to look at this a little more deeply today from Hebrews chapter 11. So I do hope you'll open your Bible and join us there as we kind of drill down on verses 11 and 12 and continue the message the partnership of faith. Here is Pastor Ford. Notice the personalization of faith. Here's another word that's not necessary. Through faith also Sarah herself. Now it could read, through faith Sarah received strength. But it says, through faith also Sarah herself. God, why put a reflexive pronoun? We know what you're talking about. Because I need you to know that even though she's in tandem with Abraham's faith, she's not piggybacking on it. It's her own faith. Like I said, it's so hard not to talk about marriage uh, because here's what I think about. Here's what I think about. I think about back in Genesis when, when Adam first got married, he called her woman. And of course, that I, woman means what? Out of man out of man. So then he is identifying her by that which best identifies himself, out of man. But after the fall, Genesis 3.21, he calls her Eve, mother of all living. Well, what's he doing? He's saying, listen, as a young husband, uh, I identify her by that which reflects me. But now that I've grown, I understand that God has given her a unique position. She's a unique person. So I will not identify her by that which best fits me, but I will celebrate the uniqueness that God has given her as the mother of all living things. Have you grown to that place yet? You know what that means very practically for the body of Christ? That, That we may have the same vision, but not the same details. Can we go in the same direction even though we may not be doing the same ministry? Anyway, you know, some of you know this story ad infinitum, ad nauseum. In 1979, we had just uh, bought our first home in Pittsburgh on Carver Street, 169 Carver Street. And uh, I worked, had a good job working at Duquesne Light, had just got a promotion to a trucker. And uh, I went to my wife, I said, the Lord is calling us to go to Chicago, sell this house, quit my job. And let's go to Chicago. My wife had only been out of the state of Pennsylvania one time, and that was when she went on a missions trip in Florida for one week. Had never been away from her family uh, for an extended period of time. 
And when I said that to her, she said to me, I'm on speaking terms with God, and he ain't said nothing to me yet. And I let it alone. And two years later, she said, let's go. Now, what does it mean? Let me tell you what it means. It means an individual response in the midst of a corporate call. Number two, it means everyone is significant even if their name is not on the marquee. I already said it, Genesis 12, her name wasn't on the marquee. By faith also herself, Sarah is the Greek. Piste kai atu Sarah. In other words, it's letting us know she personally accepted what God said. Let me put it this way. Faith application of divine revelation led to practical application and ultimately to a personal appropriation. Say, what in the world are you talking about? If you write these down, if you're taking notes, uh, Luke 1.18, that's Zechariah. When he was told about John, here's what he said. How can these things be? But in Luke 1.34, when Mary was told she would have Jesus, she said, how shall these things be? See the difference? He said, how can? Can is the word of possibility, the word of power. He's saying, it can't be done. Mary says, how shall? Here's what she's saying. People of faith say it. People of faith say, how shall it be? Not how can it be. How shall it be means all things are possible with God. I just don't know how he's going to do it. So then she says, listen, I know that he's able to do it. To do what? The miraculous. The miraculous. What miraculous? Here it is. She's 90. And he's 100. And they're going to have a baby. And that's why his name is Isaac. Why? Because Sarah laughed. 90. I told you once before, but come on now. Imagine a woman, 90. 90. Things, things are missing, like teeth. She's past the age. Can you imagine her with her girlfriends? Girl. Sir, what's wrong with you? You look a little bright today. I'm pregnant. Can you imagine that? And, 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 and me and Abraham, God said we're going to have a baby. Man, come on, be real. And they had a baby. Now, now what did she have to overcome? What did she have to overcome? She had to overcome some things, and that is the, the power of her faith is seen in this. Four obstacles. Barren, Genesis 16, 1. Beyond the age... Uh, her belief was impaired, because remember, it wasn't perfect. I wish I had time to talk about that. We talk about it some other time. And her body was dead. It was dead. You heard that story about uh, uh, there were three guys waiting on their wives. The wives had all gotten pregnant at the same time. They were friends. So the nurse came out for the first guy. She said, you had twins. He said, twins? Man, isn't it amazing? I work for the Minnesota Twins. So then the second nurse came out to the second man as they were still rejoicing. And he said, guess what? Your wife had triplets. He said, that's, that's amazing because I work for 3M. Third nurse came out and the third guy fainted. <laughs> nurse said, well, why did he faint? And his friend said, because he works for 7-Up. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so God, God gave them every assurance because it talks about the predication of her faith. It says she received strength to conceive seed. I wish I could tell you about those words because one of them talks about eternal power. The other word talks about external power, that there was something on the outside of her that God put on, in her that revived her dead womb. Uh, but the predication of faith, it, it talks about the evaluation and the esteem of what a person thinks of themselves because of what God has said. She judged him faithful who had promised. In other words, she placed value on herself because God placed value on her. See, you don't, it's, it, here's, here's the whole thing. Listen, do you realize that you've been redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ? Now holler back to, holler back at me. Who is Jesus? That, that's weak. Who is Jesus? Who is Jesus? He is God in the flesh. Now, he redeemed me by his blood. So what he did was he placed a value on me. Now, guess what the value is? The eternal blood of the eternal son. So then what is the, there is no greater value that can be placed. What a powerful truth for our pastor for today as we continue with our message, the partnership of faith. We're going to hit the pause button right here, but we'll get back to Pastor Ford's teaching in just one moment. If you ever miss one of the messages in a series, or maybe you've only caught a portion of a program, you can come to our website and listen to each and every broadcast in its entirety, listen to it again, or go back and listen to programs you may have missed. Our website address is treasuretruthradio.org. You can simply stream those programs through your computer. You can download MP3s, order a program on CD, or even subscribe to iTunes. Again, you'll find all those links when you come to the website, treasuretruthradio.org. Back to the message. Here is Pastor Ford. Now, here's what you need to understand. Now, I don't have time to go through this, but all the, all these heroes and sheroes had flaw. What was their flaw? Uh, Sarah gave him Hagar, shows a weakness in her faith. And Abraham lied, shows a weakness in his faith. We saw last two weeks, he took, he followed terror, weakness in his faith, but he never lost the value. Now, this is a $100 bill. This is a $100 bill. Okay? Don't start salivating because ain't nobody getting I'm putting it back in my pocket. <laughs> but I want to ask you something. I'm going to ball it up. Does anybody want it? Yes. Let me tell you why. Because even though I balled it up, it didn't lose its value. I'm going to step on it. Does anybody still want it? You want to know why? Because it hasn't lost its value. Here's what she says. I value me because God values me. He picked me out out of all the people. Can you think about it? Seven and a half billion people on earth. He picked me to pastor this church. I feel privileged. You think about it, who you are, what you have. He picked you to marry him. He picked you to marry her. Out of all the people, he brought you together. And so, God wants you to understand, why doesn't he put her laughing and Abraham's lying and his failure to be completely obedient? 
because he doesn't focus on the immediate. He focuses on the ultimate. Now, this is, not, this is not saying you can sin and get away with it. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. But if we walk through, we can see uh, Rahab's in there, and she lied. But he didn't talk about the lie. He talked about hiding the spy. Why? Because he will not condone your sin, but he will compliment your faith. God is looking for you to be faithful so that he could be able to, to point you out as an example of what he's able to do to take folk from nothing to everything. Oh, but, but the thing about it is, and, 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 and let me just go ahead and close, it's because you have got to, you've got to, in this case, partner up with somebody who believes what you believe. Because many of us have been robbed of a promise of God because of who we're hanging with. People that don't believe, and we already talked about it and I heard a testimony, a woman came up and said, I got to give you this testimony because you just preached about it. And you preached about it two Sundays ago, it happened to me last week, and I was able to say, praise God, now my personal business has shut off. I can't believe how fast it's taking off. And it's all because I lost my job. And you said, sometimes God takes things from you to get things to you. And that's what happened to me. I wouldn't have quit that job on my own. So God said, I want you to explore this business. I'm going to blow it up for you. I'm going to give you one year and what you couldn't get at the job in 20 years. And now I'm going to blow it up for you. And that's, the, that's what she said in one week. It's amazing. And I said, thanks for sharing that. I know you're going to let me tell it. And she said, tell it. And so I just told it. Now, what's the important? Because sometimes you need somebody that will come and say, I believe with you. Here's what it says. Four men were carrying a man on a pallet. And that man on the pallet, they was bringing him to Jesus. Uh, because he was in a crib, in a house. In a house, they're not big houses. They couldn't get to him because of the crowd. So they climbed up these narrow steps, four men with a man on a pallet. You got to see a house in Israel to see this is really something. They tore the roof off the sucker, tore the roof off the sucker, tore the, tore the roof off the sucker. And let the man down. And Jesus healed him. When did he? It says, and Jesus saw their faith. Not the man on the pallet, the four who had faith to believe. We just got to get them to Jesus. We just, listen, listen, church, we just got to get them to Jesus. Yeah. We got to get out of the four walls. We can't have that mentality, we four no more shut the door. No, no, we got to get out here get and out we got here. to show them Jesus. We got to create ministries that minister to the felt needs so we can give them their real needs. We, and he says, he saw. Now, now, you see faith? He saw it in their action. Now, I'm going to close, but I'm going to tell you uh, 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 the rest of the story as Paul Harvey says. His name is William Felton Russell. We know him as Bill Russell. Now, I just wrote down the stats. Bill Russell, 13 years with Boston. While he was there, of those 13 years, they won 11 NBA championships. 11. Because he was there. He won five NBA MVP. He was the 12-time NBA All-Star. 
He was uh, the most championships by any athlete in a North American sports league. He was at the University of San Francisco and won two consecutive championships out of the four years that he was there. He is uh, four times led the NBA in rebounds. He and Wilt Chamberlain are the only two people who ever got more than 50 rebounds in one game. He has scored 21,620 points in a time when they were two less games. And he's, he is the first African-American player to achieve superstar status in the NBA. He's in the NBA. Uh, Hall of Fame. He's in the National Collegiate Hall of Fame. He's in the Nesman Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame. He made the 25th year anniversary NBA Hall of Fame team. He made the NBA 35 year anniversary NBA Hall of Fame. Just in 2009, the NBA announced that the MVP Finals trophy would be named the Bill Russell NBA Finals MVP Award in honor of Bill Russell. Now, let me tell you the rest of the story. When he went from grammar school to junior high, he was six foot seven inches tall. When he walked into the high school, they had tryouts for the junior varsity the next day. He said, I'm pretty good, I'm pretty tall, I can make myself something. So he went out for the JV team. When he went out for the JV team, he was cut the first day. And the coach told him, you're tall, you're lanky, you're uncoordinated, you will not make a good player, you're out. Next day, he goes to school, and the varsity coach sees him, says, young man, uh, 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 who are you? He said, my name is Bill Russell. How long you been here? I just came uh, two days ago. He said, the varsity team is trying out today. I want you to come. He said, I, 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 I can't come. Why can't you? He said, because I just went out for junior varsity yesterday and I was cut. If I can't make the junior varsity team, I know I can't make the varsity team. Now get this. Oh, <laughs> the coach said, I am not the junior varsity coach. I am the varsity coach. And I see something in you that you don't even know you have. He tried out and he made it. And him and that coach, that coach developed him. And that coach believed in him. And so the coach had faith in him. He started having faith in him. And the rest is history. As a matter of fact, I'm going to close. But you all know it, that the first African-American to ever coach a NBA team is Bill Russell. For three years, he was the player coach. I'm getting ready to get up out of here. He, he was the player coach. In other words, they said that he was so powerful uh, that what he would do is put himself in the game. He said he see his team losing, and he say, "I got to put myself in the game." So he take off his coach's tie and coat and put on his players' uniform. Step on the court and show them how it's done. I close, I take my seat, but we've got a player coach of our salvation. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and he saw that the team was in trouble. 
because Adam and Eve sinned and cast us into sin so that in Adam all die. But he took off his creator uniform and put on the NBA suit of humanity, stepped on the court, showed us how it was done, went to Calvary, died for you and me, buried in a borrowed tomb, rose on the third day, and now he's in the Hall of Fame because the Bible says that God hath highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every name, that the sound of that name, Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. And God said, sit here till I make your enemies your footstool. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And ultimately, this text points to the fact that God made a promise in Genesis 3.15 that the seed of the woman, woman don't carry seed, would crush the serpent's head and the serpent would bruise his heel. And on Calvary, we have the incarnation. We have the crucifixion, the seed of the woman, incarnation, crucifixion, bruise, crushing his head. And Galatians 3, uh, 16 says this, God wasn't saying seed, Abraham's seeds. He said Abraham's seed, which is Christ. He said, listen, what's about to happen through this promised seed is going to affect the whole world. Now the good news is this. You and I, as the church of Jesus Christ, are able to touch with our elder brother Jesus and agree with what he has decreed that we ought to be and do. And the only thing I can tell you is that it's by faith. Well, the question then is, have you responded in faith to the gospel? You know, you can do that right now by simply praying, confessing your sins, and accepting Jesus as Lord and Savior. And if you did that, or if you'd like to know more about that, I hope you'll get in touch with us. Come to our website, it's treasuretruthradio.org, and click on the contact link, or call 888-NEED-HIM. Or you're listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor James Ford Jr., and maybe as you're listening today, you're thinking that you'd like to understand the Bible as well as Pastor Ford does. Well, we're here to tell you that God's Word is accessible to anyone. And we'd like you to have a book that can increase your understanding and take you deeper on your journey of faith. It's called Making Sense of the Bible. It's written by David Whitehead. Now, it's an easy-to-read book, and it contains some basic tools and principles that can help you comprehend even the most difficult passages and then how to apply them to your life. So, request your copy of Making Sense of the Bible and begin your in-depth study of the Bible today. Just contact us with a gift of any amount. Our number is 888-644-7660. Or you can give online at treasuredtruthradio.org. You know, you don't have to be a pastor or a theologian or even learn Greek and Hebrew to benefit from reading God's Word. A few guiding principles will go a long way. David Whitehead is a former atheist, and his life was turned upside down when he started looking at the Bible for himself. And in making sense of the Bible, he shares the tools and the insights that he learned that made the Bible come alive. Well, we'll send you a copy of this book when you give a gift of any amount. Again, our number is 888-644-7660 or give online at treasuredtruthradio.org. Well, I'm Steve Hiller. Our producer is Amy Rios, and I hope you'll join us again tomorrow when Pastor Ford continues on Treasure Truth, a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.